1: The Bucks game is over. And now. It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. The most important thing, we trust one another. What happened, we trust one another, and uh,
2: that's why we came on with uh, the win.
1: The head coach.
2: Um, You know, we're just going to have to be more disciplined. He's going to have to be more disciplined.
1: And the fans. We have some talented players, no doubt about that.
3: But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to compete at this level of the NBA
1: with what we have going on. This is the pick-and-save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post-game show presented by Palermo screaming Sicilian frozen pizza now here's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 1057 FM the fan
4: bucks win their fifth straight tonight 148 129 over the wizards as they return home from a five-game road trip where they went four and one. After a loss to the Thunder last week, tonight 148 129 winners over the Wizards. Huge night for Giannis tonight 43 points, three steals, four assists, six rebounds. Goes 17 to 21 from the floor, three of three from downtown, six of 11 from the charity stripe. Ryan Horvath filling in tonight for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with the mayor Mitch Ross and the chairman Evan Heffelfinger. It is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show presented by Palermo Scream and Sicilian Frozen Pizza, my favorite frozen pizza, right here on 105.7 FM The Fan. A lot to, to get, a lot to get to tonight as we approach the NBA trade, trade deadline tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Bucks, however, do not wait to make a move today. They send Thon Maker to the Pistons for Stanley Johnson, a former lottery pick out of Arizona, averaging about seven and a half points per game. rebounds, he's in his fourth NBA season, was the eighth pick of the 2015 draft out of Arizona. Can't really shoot from three-point range, but a strong wing defender, so serviceable during a playoff push. Can also become a restricted free agent after the season, where with Thon, uh, he couldn't really find any minutes on the floor, was playing just about 11 minutes a night, giving you about three points, three rebounds, four points, three rebounds, something like that, so uh, 2.7 rebounds, to be exact. So I don't blame Thon for wanting to leave. Uh, I know he didn't plan to spend the rest of his career being Giannis's caddy. So personally, I liked the move. Uh, guy wants to hoop, wants to play basketball, doesn't want to sit on the bench anymore. Stanley Johnson, I mean, even if he gives you, what, 10, 11 minutes a night, at least it's something. Whereas Thon, I mean, they couldn't find any run for him. People are calling for Christian Wood to get more run. I mean, you got guys on the bench that aren't getting any minutes, so... No point in having a guy stick around. Not that he was becoming a problem in the locker room. Seems no. Like a great dude. All of his teammates loved him, loved the organization, but he wants to play basketball. He's an NBA basketball player. So um, one thing I've laughed at all week is everybody's like, well, why wouldn't he want to play on a winning team? Because, I mean, do you want to be Jack Haley on the 95-96 Bulls, the 13th or 14th man that sits in a suit every night? Or do you want to be, you know, Andre Drummond on the Pistons putting up numbers and, Getting paid to actually play? Well, I I think
5: that's a question for you know, that's that's open for debate. I think that that's a life question, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right? You know what well, what do you prefer? But I th- I think to get uh, something that lives and breathes, let alone plays professional basketball for you know Thon, who wanted it wanted out. I mean, he just he he wanted to be gone, and there's no ill will. Um, I'll probably be rooting for him to an extent. <laughs> As we discussed uh, during the game here tonight, yeah, you and I, um, but I, I think yeah, to, to get anything for him is, is is good. I you know I I think Stanley Johnson probably has approximately a second round pick value to him right now. Yeah, you know he was I think he was the seventh pick overall, and he obviously and I don't like using the word bust for a guy that's still in the league. Like when is it fair to
4: to make a guy a bust? That's a good question. I mean, Thon's only 21 years old. Stanley Johnson. 22. 22 years old. Well, that's, that's the problem, and I'm fine with the one and done in college. Yeah. If you're uh, Zion Williamson, if you're R.J. Barrett. But, I mean, I remember one year Kentucky went to the Final Four, and literally the entire rotation came out of the draft. Marcus Teague, he had braces at the time. He was like 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? You're going to spend your whole career in the G League. You're not ready yet. And so that's the problem, I think, with the one and done is just a lot of these guys aren't ready. Yeah, I mean, not going to Thon's case, but Thon's yeah, but only I mean, twenty-one years old. If you're going to do it for one guy, you got to do it for all of them. So, 4-1-4. some guys are ready, though. Some guys, well, obviously, I mean, some guys' bodies are just built for the NBA. But a lot of guys, and I think that's the problem with a lot of these guys. I mean, you look at um, look at DJ, for example, out of Michigan. You know, I think you got to put on some muscle. Look at Giannis when he first came into the league. What does he add? Fifty pounds of muscle, something ridiculous yeah. like that, in like three or four years. And so, 414-799-1250, I'm glad you brought that up, because first off, I want to know how you guys feel about the deal, if you're happy for the Thonmaker, for Stanley Johnson trade. Also, I want to know if you're rooting for Thonmaker. Tenth overall pick, kind of a bust, but like Mitch said, I mean, it's too early to really judge. Um, Do you want him to be a future 16, 17-point scorer, maybe reach all-star potential? Or since he's gone for a rental for half of a season, do you want him just to kind of stay mediocre? Let me start with you on that question real quick, man. Yeah, so like, what well, let's say he goes somewhere and he I think
5: I, I'd root for Thon. I think he's a great person. I've I no I, I hope he gets a standing ovation next time he comes back. I don't know if he will. But uh he's given us some good memories and I, I think I would I would uh I would certainly root for him, but like I said, to an extent. Right. You know, I I wouldn't hate him if he had averaged sixteen, seventeen points a game, eight rebounds a game or something for a while um in the league i i personally don't see it mm-hmm. but i i think that if it happened i'd be i'd be proud of the guy for for working and you know finally reaching
4: his potential so if he comes back and he's a bucks killer averages like 18 and 7 against the bucks how upset are you gonna be though? i just i don't see it but i mean um I, I don't think i'd
5: be that upset i'm with you man i i it's, like it's, thon... it's hard to hate the guy
4: right and and that's why i'm trying to be nice here i like thon the person uh, all the interactions that we've had with him in the locker room. And I remember he called into the uh, Pick and Save game show last season to talk with Sparky. Nice guy, but... Oh, for sure. I mean, he's got terrible hands. I mean, uh, can't really play down yeah, low. I, I mean, he's he... averaging barely three rebounds. He's seven foot. And granted, he's playing 11 minutes. And that's the other thing, though. Like, I get him wanting to leave. Imagine going to work twice a week for 11 minutes, doing the work with everybody else, and not getting any recognition. So I fully get it. I want to know if you like the deal. I want to know if you're rooting for Thon. I also want to know if you think the Bucks are done. If you want them to be done, throw a move out there if you want. We're talking trade deadline all night long, 414-799-1250. You could also tweet us at 105.7 FM, The Fan. Find us there on Facebook as well. Also, there was a game tonight besides just trade deadline talk. We should probably get to that. Bucks win 148-129, their 40th win this season, 40-13 and on the air. 23-4 and at the Pfizer Forum. Let's go inside the box score.
1: How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and commercial audio video. Simply done right. ABCaudiovideo.com This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza
4: bucks win their 40th game of the season tonight, 148 129 at home at the pfizer forum over the wizards wizards looked bad at times the bucks jumped out to a 50 to 35 lead in the first quarter outscored the wizards 35 to 30 in the second 42 35 in the third quarter in the fourth quarter in garbage time wizards make a little bit of run and uh Get into the score a little bit, but still, Bucks win, 148-129. Giannis, a huge night, declares himself the MVP. He gets my vote, 43 points tonight, 4 turnovers, 3 steals, 4 assists, 6 rebounds. Goes 6 of 11 from the free throw line, 3 of 3 from three-point land, and 17 of 21 from the floor in 31 minutes. Giannis, 43 points tonight. Chris Middleton plays 27 minutes, goes 6 of 10 from the floor, 2 rebounds, 4 assists. A steal. 16 points for Middleton tonight. Brooke Lopez, 22 minutes, 4 of 6 from the floor. 5 rebounds. Scores 11 points. Eric Bledsoe with a solid night tonight in just 27 minutes. 8 of 16 from the floor. 4 of 5 from 3. 6 rebounds. 11 assists tonight to just 1 turnover for Eric Bledsoe. He's been taking care of the ball well the last couple of games. 22 points, plus 10 on the floor tonight. I know. But, man, 11 assists to one turnover. And I get there's no John Wall on the floor, who's one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. We're not going to see John Wall for about two years. But, man, 11 assists, one turnover. That's a solid night for Bledsoe. And also gets it done scoring, 22 points. Brogdon, another solid night tonight as well, plus 24 on the floor, if you're into that sort of thing. 18 points tonight, five assists, two steals, two rebounds, three of four from three. 1-2 1-2 from the Charity Stripe, 7-14 from the floor for the Prez. Christian Wood gets some run. I know that will excite a lot of people out there. Plays three minutes, Oh, a 2 from the floor, no points. DJ Wilson, 22 minutes tonight, 2-6 from the floor, including one thunderous dunk. Five rebounds. I'm sorry, seven rebounds, five of them on the defensive end. Three assists, four points tonight, plus 16 on the floor for DJ Wilson. Ilyasova, 4-4 from the floor, Mitch. 2-2 from three, 12 points, two steals. Your thoughts. I know mean, that's your boy. <laughs> that's that, your boy. I, you know, in the first half, I joked with Evan. I was like, man, Urson just hit a shot. And he's like, he's hit a couple. And I look at the box. I'm score, telling I'm you,
5: Urson like, is going to be instrumental in, in a big game this year. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Like, five, six threes.
4: Plus 18 on the floor tonight. George charges. let that, charges. See, that's what we need. The man in the iron mask to take some charges. Nine points tonight for George Hill in 25 minutes. Goes 4-8 from the floor. Sterling Brown plays 18 minutes, goes 2-3 from the floor, scores 7 points. And Tony Snell plays 17 minutes, 2-3 from the floor tonight, 5 points for Tony Snell. Bucks shoot 60% from the floor tonight, 63% from 3. They go 19-30 from deep, Uh, 17-26 from the charity stripe, 65%. 35 rebounds, 33 assists to just 14 turnovers. 14 steals and three blocks. They get it done on the defensive end as well. We got a quick break coming up. First, let's get to one phone call. Let's get to uh, John in Oak Creek. John, what's going on?
6: Hey guys, yeah, a great win for the Bucks. I mean, their team is playing great. Um, Great to see it. Uh, Yeah, getting back to uh, Tom Maker, I was uh, a little disappointed that he wanted to be uh, traded to another team, Mm -hmm. you know, to get you know playing time and such, but. you know, you would have thought he would want to stick around, I mean, stay on a championship caliber team, like the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, this was a great opportunity for him to be a part of that, and I I hated to see him um, request a trade and, and ask to be traded, because, you know, you know, they said he's a great guy and everything, mm-hmm. and, and he's a seven-footer, and thought they could, you know, use him, you know, come playoff time, but yeah, it's disappointing that he wanted to get traded away. Um, he should have just stuck around through the year, and then just if you want to go play where you can get more minutes elsewhere, you should wait until after the season. Because, you know, you're on a championship-caliber team like the Lockie Bucks right now. And uh, with a brand-new arena, I, a lot of good things. I would have thought he would want to stick around and at least be part of it. So that part, to me, was disappointing to here.
4: Thanks a lot, John. So. Appreciate the phone call. And I do agree with – so here's the thing. I mean, especially when you have the chemistry like well, the Well, Detroit Bucks, has so. a new arena. And yeah, they do. They do. And see, Detroit. I have no clue what they're doing. They have so many bad contracts. Well, they got two really bad contracts. They just got rid of one is of them. Is Blake a bad contract? I I consider Blake a bad contract only because Blake is never going to be the best player on a on a championship team. That's been proven. He couldn't get it yeah. done in L. A. And I yeah, know there was a the rift between not, him and Paul, but
5: he's not so like he's like a poor man's Giannis.
4: Yeah, exactly. And at this, I mean, point like in his so career, he,
5: by that and by that, I mean he he can't. He can't dominate in the paint at all as as much as Giannis, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's not a good enough shooter to do it that way. So I mean, people talk about we can argue till we're blue in the face about whether Giannis needs a shot or not. Yeah, and I'm 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 in the camp with Shaq where I don't I don't know if he needs one. No, I don't think he does. I mean, 43 points tonight. Granted, the Wizards are are horrible, and and they are they are terrible defensively. They have been. They gave
4: up 137 to the Hawks, I think,
5: two nights ago too.
4: Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, but Giannis could go out and get 30 any night that he wants. True. It's all about, like, playing within the offense. And, I mean, even if teams are going to take away the basket from him, he's still going to find a way to to contribute in the game. I mean, whether it be he'll have 13, yeah. 14 rebounds, whether he's kicking it out to open shooters. Yeah, Guy's just got a knockdown jump Tonight for Giannis was a scoring night. I mean, what, do he have? six rebounds, four assists, three steals? Yeah, and just took the game over, as we saw in the slow-mo, uh, declaring himself the MVP. Let's get to one more phone call before we get a break. Let's go to Christian out in Hell's Corners. Christian, what's up, man?
7: Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Good, Pretty man. Good. How are you? Doing great, man. Just riding that awesome bucks when we had, dude. Almost 150. Are you kidding me? That's amazing.
5: Yeah, I was. I was hoping they'd get that, but yeah, wasn't meant to be. I,
7: I I don't know what I want more. I don't know if I want them to get 150 more, or if I want Giannis to get 50 points more. It's really up in the air. But um, I I want to talk about. On makers, I, I don't understand why people are so confused as to why he wanted to leave. Like you said, it like he just wants to play basketball. It's not necessarily about the winning. If he, I mean, if he's not a part of the winning, you know, what's the point? Where's the glory in that? You know, right? Like where's that feeling of like you accomplished something? You know, anyone can wear a ring. It's just, I mean, you got to be able to be a part of it. You know, and I really hope, and I, I am rooting for him in the future. I really hope that he develops into that. That uh, you know, KG kind of player that everyone thought he would be, and and I think he has the potential, and and I hope that he really gets some time and he develops his game and is able to really show us what he's got while he's
4: over in Detroit. Thanks a lot, Christian. Appreciate the phone call, man. And I do agree with that. I mean, I'm I'm gonna root for the guy. Um, I think Mitch, we could root for like ten points, five rebounds for Thon. He could be like a ten and five guy. And would you be fine with that? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's ever going to be a starter.
5: Right. I think Thon's role, if if he should choose to embrace it
4: is that energy guy off the bench. Right. Like you saw in the playoffs all those times. And it's like Christian said, I mean, really? we're uh, See, I, I get it from two ways, okay? Because you could play on a championship team and be the 12th man, and then you're always remembered as, well, this guy's a veteran with championship experience. You know what I mean? Even if you just go to the Eastern Conference Finals, when you get traded or you're involved in a package, it's like, well, this guy could find some minutes because he's played in the playoffs before. He found he was pretty successful in the playoffs before as well. So I get it like – okay, I'm going to stick around, see how things play out. Maybe I get a championship this year, and then next year or the year after I could go out, try to get myself some money, yeah. go somewhere where I could get some get some minutes and be in the starting lineup. But I also see it like, who is the 12th or 13th man on the Celtics in the 70s? Or, you know, I, I know Jack Haley because it was like a running joke in Chicago, but like who was the 12th or 13th man in Chicago or for the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe? You know, so it's like, yeah, the rings are cool, but here's the problem, and we see this with a lot of NBA players. The money is what's most important. Because who's, who's the 12th or 13th guy in the heat? That's the guy that's Udonis selling. Haslam,
5: everybody knows that.
4: Well, it's usually the guy that's selling his ring, his championship yeah. ring on eBay, because he's broke, because yeah. he never made any money, because True. he sat on the end of the bench. So if you're Thon, man, you're like, I got something to prove. So I'm cool with it. I hope he does well, but I do like the trade. I was really high on Stanley Johnson coming out of college, but he's just never developed that jumper. I said it, I was like, he needs a jump shot, and he's shooting like 23% from outside. But he does defend. 414-799-1250, hit us up. Are the Bucs done making moves? Are you rooting for Thon? Do you like the trade? It's your forum. Pick whatever you want. It's NBA Trade Deadline here on The Fan. This is the Pick
1: and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Let's get tonight's Wrench and Go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest priced auto parts around. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 1057FM, the fan.
4: Bucks winners tonight. For the 40th time this season, 148-129 over the Wizards. Wizards earlier today make a trade. For Jabari Parker, getting rid of Otto Porter, and we'll have more on all the trades that have taken place and some trade rumors with our man, the chairman, Evan Heffelfinger. Here shortly, we'll have a Heffelfinger bomb, a Heffel bomb. Bucks opened the first quarter tonight with 50 points, their most points in a quarter since November 12, 1991, third most in team history. And they win 148 to 129. Just missed going off for 150 tonight. Time now to get to your screaming play of the game, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. And we are going to go with the Giannis here. 42 here
8: with another free throw coming. He has
3: this building
8: going wild.
9: He's talking.
8: He is yapping. He is talking. I don't know if he's talking, puffing up himself, talking to Jeff Green, Trevor Ariza, but he's emphatically making a point here with that
5: dunk.
4: Mitch, what did uh, what did Giannis say there? That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin.
5: That's <laughs> not what he said. He said, "I am the you know whating MVP I
4: multiple times." I get. I just get so fired up watching Giannis play when he goes off like tonight, and I just want to run through a wall for the guy. I know. You know, I mean, just I, I tweeted this out the other night. Nothing it's, about him is soft. Like I like James Harden. I, I'm not a big James Harden hater. Like 95 percent of the people like that me. call into the radio show and and, and you, yes. Um, but man, there's just no soft in Giannis.
5: No, and I'm finding myself just kind of gushing over the dude again. You know, the last couple games, there's just like he's doing stuff. You know, because you kind of get close to the situation and you watch every dribble of every game, like I do. Right. And you just kind of, I don't know if you take it for granted is the right word, but you just kind of, you're used to it. And, but then you see him do stuff, like once a game still where it's like, you know, full speed, stops in a dime, turn around, fade away, splash. Right. Or like, just, just like, I think it was the Saturday game against the Wizards, full speed down the court, uh, initiates contact, like finishes with, with like a little reverse layup and it's just like, he couldn't, he couldn't do that two years ago.
4: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is just the little things that he keeps adding to his game. He gets bigger and stronger. I mean, you could just see that. Yeah. Look at the guy. He's a monster. Yeah. Look at he's, his shoulders. He's but a seven foot Russell Westbrook combined with like Shaq. I was talking before the show with Evan, and I was like, just the way that he squares up, like the way that he could get to the rim. It's, I I don't even know how to explain it, man. Like he's gonna come up with a move that we don't know about yet. Like he's gonna like bring over like a Euro step, but just like something just totally different. The guy's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Imagine two or three years. I'm not talking about an outside jumper. I don't even need that. But just imagine the moves that he's going to add, especially if he keeps working out with guys like Kobe in the offseason. It's only going to make him better. 414-799-1250. Let's get back out to the phone lines. Let's go to uh, CJ in Milwaukee. CJ, what's up, man?
9: Hey, what's up, man? Hey, um, I listen to all the post-game shows. I'll never get a chance to call, but I had the to call
4: today, man. What's up? Middleton. Okay.
9: I want to talk about him, man. You're going to get this dude $30 million. And he he don't even be in the game at crunch time. I would I would let him walk. How many times have Middleton scored over thirty points this year? Maybe two or three times. Right. A, a viable number two is somebody like C.J. McCollum in Portland. I I would even try to get Wesley Matthews. He can do what Middleton is doing. I would I would prioritize so and Brogdon. Bless. So every time he's in the game, it's excitement. His defense is good. Don't overpay Middleton. He's not worth it. And that's that's a, all I gotta say, man.
4: Thanks a lot, CJ. I Appreciate the phone call. Well, you know, I mean,
5: I know Middleton has his deficiencies, but let's not. You know, I'm not gonna trade Middleton for Wesley Matthews.
4: You know. Well, no. I mean, so here's the thing about Middleton, okay? Because I'm kind of hard on him every once in a while. Oh, I am all the time. But, you know, it's just kind of. But tonight, like, look at his numbers, okay? Tonight, for example, all right? He's not going to go off for 30 points because he had 10 field goal attempts. Giannis went off for 43 tonight because he had 21 attempts from the floor. Right. Middleton went 6 of 10, though. 3 of 5 from 3. But look at inside that box score. I mean, four assists. I mean, only two boards, a steal. He's playing better defensively. So the thing with – I feel like I, – I really do believe that that's a big part of this is he has been –
5: I think especially since that benching, the famous benching in New York, I think that's been one of those things where he has sort of completely sold out in the defensive end yep. to
4: stop these other guys. And it's it probably has affected his offense. We'll see that, and I don't even know if it's – I don't even know if we could blame it on the defensive end. I, I, I don't think that that's the issue. I think that the issue is is that before the season started, here's just what I think. You know, I don't really have inside information on this, but I think when they went to the lunch meeting with Budenholzer, him and Giannis, right, I think that Middleton kind of got a new role with Budenholzer. He was like, look, I know you could be a 30, 35-point scorer any given night. I know you could average 23, 24 in this league, but that's not what I need you for because I have a scorer in Giannis. You know, Bledsoe could score. Uh, we're going to run a different offensive set this year where you're you're going to be more like a Scotty Pippen or more like a, you know, not like a Shaq to a Kobe. Your, 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 your game isn't going to be 23, 24 points per night. Some nights we're going to need you to do that, especially in the playoffs if teams figure out how to defend Oh, yeah, he's, he's a huge X factor in the playoffs. And Giannis and... is kicking out and guys aren't knocking down shots. You're going to need Middleton to go out and get you those buckets, but he doesn't have to. But... Also, there's times where we both watch and we're like, "Come on, man, knock down a shot." Or, <laughs> yeah. what, what are you doing? I mean, with? wake I, up. I, I do think he's
5: a great compliment to Giannis, maybe the best. But there are times where where he shoots six of nineteen, and I'm just like, "Right, come on, dude, make like two more shots, and you know." And that's he'll probably thing. win the game. You don't, or, you know, his numbers
4: look better because of that. But you know, I mean, he if you don't struggle sometimes from the, from the field, if you don't pay Middleton. Who are you bringing in? That's my problem. I mean, I know well, these rumors great are great. Question. I know the Anthony Davis rumors, and I know the guys are going to want to come play over with Giannis, but making it happen and having it happen are two totally different things. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Let's go to uh, Dana. Dana, what's going on, man?
10: Good evening, fellas. Um, real quick, I respect C.J. his opinion, but in my opinion, Middleton needs to shoot more. If he shot more he would probably average more. But anyway, mm-hmm. and we don't need him we don't need him to be CJ McCullum like Portland needs CJ McCollum because we have Giannis and they don't. Anyway, um this team just scored hundred and forty seven points or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Um the fact that you know, just it's almost effortless the way they're doing it. And I know Washington is a bad team and we all know that. But the, the fact that they go out there, they're having fun, their fluidity in the offense, you know, uh, the defense is playing out of its mind right now. Everybody just needs to enjoy this team, not worry about contracts, not worry about next year. Let's live in this moment because how long has it been since the Bucks have been this good? I'm 40, and I don't remember a time where they've ever been this good. So you we know, all just need to enjoy it, you know, and let the chips fall where they may.
4: Thanks, man. I really appreciate that phone call because that's what I've been saying all season. They are forty and thirteen. And this isn't right. NBA basketball. They're not just beating teams. And I know I mean you could tell me the Wizards are a bad team or the Celtics a bad team or the Raptors a bad team because the Bucks beat them too. They don't just beat teams, they beat the hell out of teams. They're beating teams by double digits this season. You see that in college hoops. This is their 30th double-digit win of the year. You barely even see that in college hoops. I always bring this up. If you're a gambler, lay money on the bucks every single night they cover the spread. I'm watching Duke last night, and they granted, they end up covering the spread, but even Duke is trailing Boston College uh, by two at the half. Why do I bring that up? Because the only time you see dominant teams dominate like this is usually college hoops, like Kansas, Kentucky, Duke. Watch the Warriors. The Warriors right now, 30-26, to 26, they're up on the Spurs. Four-point game. I mean, go 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 around the league. Any given night, teams get beat. The Houston's Nuggets th- up seventy-six to forty-five the, on Sacramento. The Nuggets are the next best thing in the Western Conference, and I know Brooklyn's good, but Brooklyn just beat them one thirty-five, one thirty. Look what the Bucks did to Brooklyn the other night. This isn't yeah. just a good team; this is a great team. Let's get one more phone call in before break. Let's go to uh, Mark and Waukesha. What's up, brother? Hey guys. Hey man. What's up? Man? I
8: yeah. I, I think um um he, he's a little Middleton's a, a compliment. Uh, at times, I and mean, he sometimes just disappears. Mm-hmm. You need a consistent score that guy can knock down. You know, can get, give you twenty twenty points every night. You know, tw- twenty four. You know, I just think you're you know, you're talking about twenty five thirty million for one guy who disappears sometimes. And with with Giannis, sometimes you get players that are scoring more because everybody is focusing on let's say Giannis. So he'll kick it out. But, you know, you don't, you don't see Middleton getting better as Giannis is getting better. It's flat. In fact, his, his, I think his scoring ratio is either flat or going down. It's just, I, I don't get it. You know, find a, find another score that, you know, that can come in 24, 25 minutes a game and can get you 20 when you need it, get you 24. But, and I think Brogdon, although he might be an inch shorter, he's, he's got, he's more consistent. And But, you know, the 6-for-19 nights are, are killing the buck sometimes. And we're lucky we have a Giannis to make up for.
4: Thanks, Mark. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, there, there's nights where Middleton takes a night off on the offensive end. Or, and like I said, he took 10 shots tonight. I just don't think that that's his role, is to go out and be a 25-point scorer. I mean, we'll... We'll see later on in the season, especially if you give guys some rest, like Giannis has to sit out a couple of weeks. I mean, look, look what Middleton does. I like Brogdon, too. I love Brogdon. But what's Brogdon's ceiling? What's Malcolm Brogdon's ceiling? Who's, who has the higher ceiling? And I know Chris is older. Mm. But Chris, I mean, he's going to his first all-star game this season, Mitch. He's
5: in the three-point contest. Yeah, I, not, that doesn't I, matter to I, I don't know like. Malcolm will ever be an all-star. That, that's for sure.
4: I just that's a good point. I love Malcolm. I think Malcolm is gonna be always he's gonna be a great player. He's gonna be a 15, 16 point per game guy. He'll give you four rebounds, four assists. And I think that's what he is. I think that if Chris was to go somewhere to a trash organization, that he could be a twenty five point. Like player. the Knicks, they strike out on Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And, and they bring in Middleton they I bring think in, in could Middleton in on 24. thirty million dollars a year. I mean, they can have him. Exactly. And then he could get his 30 shots tonight and they'll win 15 games. But that's just not what you need on this team. You have your score, you have your LeBron James, your Michael Jordan, your Kobe. We're going to take a quick break. 414, 799, 1250. Still plenty of time. Talking NBA trade deadline. Thon Maker, no longer a Milwaukee Buck. More on that when we come back here on The Fan.
1: We know you can do that. You're listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Play had you screaming. Brought to you by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Premium Frozen Products and Craft Pizzas.
4: Bucks pick up the W tonight, 148 129, their 40th win of the season over the Washington Wizards. Time now for your Screaming Play of the Game, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. They call them for it. Hammer Wilson.
10: He's starting to really put his athleticism on display. Just a two-handed jet hammer. Finish on the inside.
4: Anytime anything has anything to do with DJ Wilson, we bring in the chairman, Evan Heffelfinger. Evan, uh, we're not going to talk DJ Wilson tonight. You are our uh, NBA insider tonight. Let us know what's going on with the uh, trade deadline, which is tomorrow. Well, it's quieted a, quite a down a bit since uh, the fourth quarter of the game
11: when Harrison Barnes got traded. That's the biggest thing that's come out recently. Uh, Woj tweeted seven minutes ago that Dallas is expecting to buy out Zach Randolph, which really doesn't come as a surprise. The Kings didn't play him one game this year. He, I'm imagining he's going to want to go somewhere where he can play, mm-hmm. but at, at 37, how much value does Zach Randolph still have is a great question. Um, but right now, everything's pretty quiet. I'm sure within the next 30 seconds, we'll get something crazy. But for now, I mean... The biggest deal that, you know, for Milwaukee fans should be the Jabari Parker trade to the Wizards, especially for Gary Wolfle too. I feel really happy for him. But uh No, I it's been a lot of small trades so far. I'm sure we'll get the blockbuster tomorrow.
4: Do you think Anthony Davis gets moved tomorrow?
11: No. Mitch? Um
5: no. No. I don't I don't see it. I, I think that the Lakers were the probably the, the best package. For Davis, and I don't. I really don't think the Pelicans want to deal with those guys. Right. And uh, whether that's fair or not, we can debate, but I just think that um, they're going to shut him down. And the, the interesting thing is Davis is willing to play, right. I, I, and I think the Pelicans just want to sit him down at least to the deadline. Yep. And then if, you know, I guess he's going to – go back out there after the trade deadline and uh, we'll have to see what
4: uh, what happens that's the one problem i have with the nba and i get it you know when guys want to get out but like the small market teams and you try to help them out with the supermax you know because nobody else could offer them, obviously 239 million dollars but guys just don't care because there's so much endorsement money out there they want to go and win he wants to go and play with a guy like lebron win titles he's going to make 239 through nike or through yeah. you know zipping or yeah, whatever yeah I mean,
5: the supermax surge. was
4: was supposed to alleviate some of
5: these Issues, but it really hasn't.
4: You could keep guys like Kemba Walker maybe in Charlotte, but you're not going to keep Anthony Davis in in New Orleans. Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick. Let's go to uh, the east side, talk to Ben. Ben, what's going on, man?
12: Hey, I just wanted to make a few quick points about Chris Middleton. Go ahead. I I I get the frustration, everyone, you know, analytics. I'm an analytics guy The shooting percentage, but I just want to make a point about the cap hole. A lot of people are talking as if we don't bring him back we have that $26 million that we can just throw towards someone else. Right. And, you know, I think it's interesting that we don't. I feel like a lot of people are forgetting that. And the other thing I want to make, a point I want to make is, mm-hmm. you know, he's not in the 50-40-90 club with Brogdon. He's not doing some of the things that Bledsoe's making. But he has an ability to create that's not showing up in raw stats. He can turn nothing into something. And I think that that is something that's very valuable. You know, Brogdon can really only hit wide-open threes. Bledsoe's limited with the threes he can take. So I do think there's a lot of intangibles, and that with the cap hold and how we still can find him, and you know that's not just empty money if we get rid of him. I just, you know, I just feel like we really should think about bringing him back.
4: Ben, I really appreciate the phone call because when we were off the air, I was actually talking to Mitch about the money situation where I just feel like people don't know what they're talking about. So that's a great point there. And number two, I also agree with that because do you think Malcolm Brogdon and do you think Eric Bledsoe are having the seasons that they're having Not saying that they wouldn't have good seasons, but do you think that they're having the season that they're having right now without Chris Middleton on the floor? Because I don't.
5: Yeah, I I think that everybody plays off each other, and it's such a balanced attack under Coach Bud that, you know, that's the main reason why Middleton's not scoring 25 points a night. And I know Giannis is able to do it, but the offense has run through him.
4: And, man, I love Anthony Davis. I love Kemba Walker. I love the talk of superstars. But when you are 40 and 13, 40 and 14, you've got over 20 wins at home at this point of the season, why mess with anything? I mean, right, right now, you're the best team in the NBA. Uh, I mean, I know the Warriors are the top team in the NBA because they go to the finals and, and they got Boogie Cousins and they're most likely going to win it all this year. But I, the Bucks have just as good of a shot as anybody else so why would you blow that up the east isn't that tough this year LeBron now if LeBron was in the east I'd say okay if there's any possible way you bring in Anthony Davis no matter who you have to part with you keep Giannis and you say everybody else is available if LeBron is in the east he's no longer in the east he's out in west so the east is wide open I don't think Kawhi sticks around I think he's going to be a clipper next year let's do one more phone call let's go to Kurt who's leaving the game Kurt what's up man
3: Hey, man, what's up, fellas? What's up, bro? Now, I, I got season tickets to this game, man, and it's just so hard to listen to people call in and talk bad about Chris. Now, if they understand what an average is, and how can you say he's not consistent if he's averaging 17, 18, 19, 20 points a game? Some games he's going to have 10. Some games he's going to have 25. If you know mathematics, your, your average is going to be in between there. Right. Stop being stupid and just realize and do your math. Everybody that learned arithmetic if you went to school. He has an average. And average means you're going to have good games and bad games. Giannis doesn't score 25 points a game every night. Mm-hmm. The other night he had 15. Right. Come on, y'all. Get it together. Listen to it. Stop saying something stupid before we get rid of another all-star. The guy just made the all-star team because coaches – Voted for him.
4: Get it together. I'm done. I appreciate it, y'all. Thanks, Kurt. Man, enjoy the ride home. Be safe. And I completely agree with you. Well, there's nothing to complain about. Let's enjoy this ride. I, you know, I, I only expect the fra- I only expect this organization to get better. The Bucks. I mean, I expect them to be better next season. But right now, I mean, when you're when you're this hot, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be tough to. I
5: mean, they're they're pacing at 60 right now, and um, to expect that. Every year is tough. It's but, tough,
4: and that's what I'm saying. You I mean, know, these guys are only going to get better. I think the core. I mean, Giannis is only going to get better. He's not going to get any worse. Right. But I don't know. I mean, it's hard to have a season like this. It's hard to beat up on teams by ten plus points every single night. And Middleton this season averaging over seventeen points per game, shooting forty four percent of the floor from the floor, thirty eight percent from three, four point two assists. He averages a steal a game. So I don't know. Nearly six rebounds. I just he's kind of like the. Uh, like the modern-day Scottie Pippen to Giannis being the Michael Jordan is, is how I would compare it. Like the Dwayne Wade to, to LeBron James. And I'm not saying he's that good. I'm not comparing him to those two players. But he takes the back seat. He takes the robin role to the Batman, and not a lot of players do that. Not a lot of superstars. Not a lot of all-stars. Why do you think the Lakers broke up? Because Shaq and Kobe, there's there's alphas on every team. And that that's what, that's the other point is that if Middleton's cool coming back, and being the 1B or the Robin to Giannis's Batman, then what is there to complain about? If he goes off for 31-night, great, and if he has a rough night the next night, but you're winning 60 games, who really cares in the long run? Uh, let's go to uh, Eye on the Enemy before a quick break.
1: Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coaches on Lake Danone.
4: Bucks win 148-129 over the Wizards. Time now for Eye on the Enemy. We keep our eye on the Washington Wizards. How did they do tonight? Not so great. As they get blown out by the Bucks, the score not even as close as 148-129 to 129, says. They go on a little bit of run. Uh, they're in the second half. We're down by 25 at one point, trailed by 20 at half. Bucks just breaking records tonight. Uh, the Wizards shot 52% from the floor and still get blown out, which just is kind of insane. And they shoot 45% from three tonight. 84% from the free-throw line, and they still get beat 148-129. It's going to be a long year for Bradley Beal, and I feel bad for my man because well, John yeah, Wall's the, the, done. The Wizards just made another trade, actually, too. Right now? A few minutes ago. Throw it out there. Who do we
5: got? Marquise Morris going to the Pelicans. Four. Anthony Davis. I don't have a return yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that. That's Anthony Davis insurance right there. <laughs> well, according to a caller the other day, Christian Wood is Anthony Davis 2.0, yeah, so you okay. just never
4: know what you're going to hear. Okay, Wesley so,
5: Johnson to Washington for Markeith Morris. Oh. Another another luxury tax deal for the Wizards where they have to get because they have so much money tied up in John Wall. And Bradley. They Beal. have to get rid of their entire team. Yeah. Including
4: Tomas Sadaransky, perhaps, in the offseason, but we shall see. It's going to be interesting to see what they what they do because I thought they should have blown that team up two years ago. Bradley Beal and John Wall and Otto Porter and when Gortat was there. I mean, those guys they didn't get along then. What makes you think that anything's ever going to change with this organization? John Wall's not going to be back until probably second half of the season next year. Now's the time to make the move and see what you could do. The problem is you tied up so much money in those guys. Washington, Detroit, so many teams in the East have such bad, bad deals. 414-799-1250, still time to jump on. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more trade deadline rumors here on The Fan.
1: Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Mass that away from Rob right at the rim. Here's the Laborers Local 113 Defensive Play of the Game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Presented by Palermo's Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza.
4: Bucks win tonight on their home floor. For the 23rd time this season, 23-4 at the brand-new Pfizer Forum, 148-129 over the Washington Wizards. As my man Chuck Freeman calls them the Bullets, 40-13 and 13 are your Milwaukee Bucks. Nothing to complain about tonight. Time now for your defensive play of the game, brought to you by Labor's International Union Local, 113. you got to respect that defensively. Giannis, great
9: anticipation for the pick. Brogdon
4: can't lay it in. Giannis... Does some heavy work at the last. There it is, your defensive play of the game, courtesy of Fox Sports, Wisconsin. Giannis doing it on both ends tonight. Just a superstar performance. And uh, I like what you said earlier, Mitch, about how you're still just kind of amazed by him every single night. Because when he first came into the league, we were like, man, he's got a high ceiling. Like, this guy could be really good. And then he was really good. And then last year made huge strides and became a superstar. But now, like, what comes after superstar? Like, MVP elite. And I, and yeah. I would be surprised if Giannis doesn't win MVP. I think he wins it over James Harden this year. The only thing that keeps that award away from Giannis, I guess, would be the stretch without Chris Paul. Uh, they're still playing without Clint Capella right now, Houston, where they did go on a little bit of run. I mean, James Harden has, what, like 30 straight 30-point 30 games? Yeah, it's... Or like 50 he was going for tonight, something ridiculous like that. But still, I mean, you look at what the Bucks are doing right now, 40 wins already this season. Just And, and the thing is, is that Harden goes on every he he, he, everything's unassisted is the other thing he plays he's ball dominant he has the ball in his hands literally the entire game whereas Giannis does not so if Giannis wanted to I think he could get you 40 I mean he could be doing what James Harden does if he shoots the ball 35 times per night and he goes to the charity stripe 50 times like James Harden does so Giannis gets my my vote time now to do a little bit of uh forward thinking forward thinking from forward financial partners moving together Moving forward together on the web at FFPWI.com. Forward thinking. Up next, Friday night, the Bucks back in action, and they'll be taking on the Dallas Mavericks. As uh, Heffelfinger knows, that's my second favorite team in the league right yeah, now. Luka the, yeah, Luka Doncic. I mean,
5: the new look Mavericks.
4: Yeah, there's not too many uh, Slovenians out there, and me and Luka Doncic are are a couple of them. So I'm a big fan. But the Bucks 40 and 13, the Mavs 25 and 28 this season. And as you mentioned, the new look Mavs, although we're not going to see the new look quite yet. What was well, your what were I your mean, thoughts on that trade?
5: Gone, gone are DeAndre Jordan, West Matthews. In comes Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and Courtney Lee. A um, couple of guys coming in, and you had the
4: who was the dude from New York that they got? Um, Six eleven. He's decent.
5: Can't forget get his, his name, ah. name.
4: <laughs> Christoph Porzingis. Yeah,
5: no, he. But he's not playing. I mean, he's not playing the rest of the year, and we'll see. That was an interesting one as well. I mean,
4: all around. What were your thoughts on that trade? I see what they're doing.
5: Yeah, Obviously, I mean, my initial was like, well, you, the Knicks, lol, Knicks. I mean, you, you uh, used your best prospect you've had in probably my lifetime mm-hmm. <laughs> to clear cap space,
4: but best prospect since Patrick Ewing.
5: You know, again, you sleep on it a couple of times, and you hear hear this and that, and you know, both sides. Porzingis's camp and the Knicks' organization are taking shots at each other, whether that's during the game with graphics on TV and, um, you know, his, his brother on social media and all that. And
4: at first, it, just, was, it just
5: wasn't going to happen. And clearly, clearly, um, there's animosity there. At first,
4: I was just like, this is the typical Knicks. And the Knicks, since, uh, they broke up the Patrick Ewing, John Starks team in the 90s that could never give over the Bulls and never get over the Houston Rockets when they had the opportunity. Since then, they've just been giving out bad contracts, just trying to land any superstar to bring uh, basketball back to New York and fill seats. I mean, you had Stefan Marbury, uh, Steve Francis, Carmelo Anthony. They get like 30-point scores because that's how you fill seats. But the Knicks have been brutal for the better half, I'd say, of what, a decade and a half, two decades, pretty much? I mean... Yeah. And so I, at first... they have a
5: cool building that they play in.
4: Oh, Madison Square Garden,
5: yeah. Yeah, that's how they get free agents. At
4: first I was like, typical Knicks, what a dumpster fire, but then I thought about it and I was like, man, they're going to land Kyrie and they're going to get Durant. I just know it. So I, I don't know if I could fault the decision, but we'll see, I mean... You're throwing all your eggs in one basket. That's the only problem, because what if you don't land Kevin Durant? Then you're not getting Kyrie or vice versa. You're going to need to bring in two max players. You're not just getting one. So imagine setting yourself back 10 years by trading, like you said, your best prospect in over 15, yeah. 20 years. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Let's go to Jason on the east side. He wants to talk about Middleton. Jason, what's going on, brother?
7: Hey, hey guys. How's it going?
4: What's up, man?
13: Good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to just say I, 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 I understand the concern about Chris Middleton. I mean, I know that he's an all-star, 17.5 points a game, and the, basically the reason why I think he is an all-star is because he's the number one, because we, we do have the best record in the league right now. But you know, I'm in my late 40s, and so um, I remember the 60-win teams. And I also remember that that being enough to win a championship of going against Larry Bird and Moses Malone and Dr. J, and and um, and I think the thing is the concern with the Bucks fans is that we have a superstar now, but do we have? Is Chris Middleton enough to win a championship? But is he the number two on a championship team? And so you have to look at the the guys, the the teams that have won championships in the last ten years. You have the Golden State. You have LeBron with you know Kyrie Irving. And you know is are the do, does this team compare to that? And and I think that's because we just can't. We want to see a championship once again. The last one was with Kareem and Oscar, you mm. know, and and the number two was Oscar. You and, 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 and you're still talking about an MVP, you know, even at his later age. I mean, he was still awesome, you know. And so, and it, you you just don't want to see yourself in a Washington wizard situation where you have all this money tied up, and what do we do, you know? And so, um, and I think that's what we we've seen many times where the Bucks have had money. Um, being tied up in the likes of a Michael Red, who was not a max player for a championship team. Mm. And that's that's what we just want to avoid. So that's all I got. I'll let you guys speak on that, and then uh, great show.
4: Thanks a lot, Jason. Appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's half of the problem right there Mitch is that everybody just brings up oh they haven't won a playoff series and this and that yet but once again man I just I don't think that yeah, I don't think that Malcolm Brogdon I don't think Eric Bledsoe I don't think those guys are having the type of season that they are this year they'd be having a good season I still believe but if Chris Middleton's uh, not on the floor doing what he does and sacrificing for the better of the team time now to go out to the Great Midwest Bank hotline we're going to check in now with uh, Matt Velasquez from the Journal Sentinel covers the Milwaukee Bucks for us here at the Fan. Matt, long time no talk. It's been about uh, eight hours since this morning. What's going on, man?
14: Yeah, it's like I'm living on your airwaves <laughs> today.
4: So uh, let's start off. One forty-eight, one twenty-nine tonight over the Wizards and the Bucks. I mean, the sixth most points in team history, third most in a regulation game. I saw you had posted on Twitter. Uh, what did you see tonight from the team offensively?
14: You know, I, I think I think they were just kind of hitting on all cylinders, like really playing well, moving the ball, making lots of shots. Uh, not a ton of defense, um, but I wasn't too pleased about that after the game. You know, obviously when you put up that many points, uh, it's always you know that's a positive. But uh, you also want to see the guys play some defense, and you know it seemed like that was his constant refrain throughout the game. Like, come on, guys, play some defense. Um, yeah, you know, but it seemed that they they knew they were the better team than the Wizards, and and they played like it. Um, you kind of played with their food a little bit. That was the the phrase of the night, and uh, you know here we are.
4: Matt, a lot of people calling in. Um, as you would guess, on Chris Middleton tonight, we've had a couple people saying that he disappears. They want to see him putting up fifteen to twenty shots per night. What are you seeing right now from Chris Middleton? I mean, tonight six of ten from the floor, three of five from three, sixteen points, four assists, and uh, two boards. What are you seeing from him right now?
14: I mean, they didn't need much from him tonight. He wasn't forcing anything. He was kind of playing within himself. Didn't play a ton of minutes. Um, you know, everybody was kind of sharing the ball. Uh, getting getting open shots, and you know you don't want Middleton to to put up fifteen twenty shots in a game like this. Right. Um, you know you don't want him to to really force it and say, oh well we're crushing the team, so it's just me 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 me. Like that's just not how he how he's doing things, and that's why he's performing a positive role for this team right now. Uh, I think the important thing that they're emphasizing is just efficiency, uh, playing well on both ends, and, and right now I think he's he's doing that. So. Uh, I think I think he's been positive, uh, playing well. He's obviously an all-star. Um, and, you know, there'll be a time and a place for him to, to step up. There have already been games for him to do that. I mean, he had a really strong effort against the Raptors in a really big game last week. Only nine shots, but seven of nine. And he was one of the main guys holding Kawhi Leonard to seven of 20. So um, if you can get that out of him and, and get wins in big games, it, it doesn't matter if he's, you know, putting up numbers like he did last year um, if he is – playing a, a major role to get wins against really good
4: teams. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think it kind of speaks to his character and how he's accepted his role because it's a contract year. How many guys on a contract year, you know, when they're about to make big bucks, they're an all-star for the first time, or only putting up 10 shots in a garbage game like this? I mean, not trying to pad their stats but playing within the role. So I think that that's what I've noticed about him. Do you kind of feel the same?
14: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I talked to him in Memphis, and I, I talked to him exactly about that. And I said, hey, you know, this is a contract year. People... You know, I expect you to to do stuff, you know, towards that end. And and he's like, hey, if if I was playing for a contract, I'd be putting up fifteen, twenty shots a game. I'd be I'd be looking for my shots, hunting for for what I can do, and trying to make myself stand out. Because you know, that's not what I'm doing. It's not what I'm here for. I'm here to win. You know, and and that's that's really all he's about. And he, and he figures that if he plays the right way and fits into the system and, and does what's asked of him, and this team wins, um, you know, everything else take care of itself after that. And so you know, that's a the kind of mentality I think most fans would want um, from a player in that situation. And so, you know, maybe that makes him look like uh, he's not doing as much, maybe a little bit of a shine off of what he's doing uh, for the team this year. But I I think he would make that trade when it comes to, you know, having 40 wins before the all-star break with four more games to go.
4: Talking with Matt Velasquez from the Journal Sentinel here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Matt, what were your thoughts on the Thon Maker Stanley Johnson trade today?
14: Uh, you know, I, I think that it's you know an interesting move. Um, it's still yet to be finalized, so there's always be more wrinkles to it. Mm-hmm. But it's just a straight up uh, swap. Uh, it's the Bucks saying, hey, you know, we we throw on Maker. We don't think that he's going to have much of a role with us anymore, and we decided that we're going to go find somebody else who we can kind of take a flyer on. Stanley Johnson hasn't done a whole lot of you know hugely positive stuff in the league in his four years since being number eight overall pick. Um, not a great shooter um hasn't really progressed um in, in many notable ways, but he is a, a really solid defender, six seven, versatile, athletic. Um he's one of those guys who when you get into the playoffs and you're facing, you know, the the Toronto's, the Bostons, the Phillies of the World, he's somebody you can throw out there to um, you know, go up against the, the wings that those teams have and you know try and help you get a few stops and you know how much Mike Budenholzer life likes uh, defense. Um and the good thing for the Bucks would be that if, if they try him out and it works, you know, they could probably still get him at a, at a pretty decent deal. He'd be a restricted free agent next summer. Um, or if it doesn't work out, they can kind of just renounce his rights and let him go. And instead of paying Thon $3.6 next year, they can have that money available to kind of spread around to whatever free agents they want, whether they're guys who are in-house or not. So uh, I think that it, it's just kind of a telling that that they've moved on from Thon Maker. They see DJ Wilson and Ursana Ali and you know, Giannis playing at the five as guys they can count on uh, in the front court alongside Brooke Lopez. And, you know, they're, they're worth they're trying to take a flyer on a guy who was a number eight overall pick just a few years ago.
4: You think they're done making moves or do you think they get a couple more in, uh, before tomorrow, maybe at least one.
14: Uh, it, my, my, gut would be that they have another move coming. Um, I'm not sure exactly what it would be or who it would be for. I don't think it'd be of the, uh, you know, the blockbuster nature, mm-hmm. uh, kind of just adding around the fringes. If I had to guess, um, but you never know.
4: What? Uh, throw a name out there, maybe just, just just that we could that we could promote, maybe get get some more listeners. What about uh, Miritich? Let's go with that.
14: Yeah, I think he'll be hard. I mean, at the uh, the Bucks. I think the Pelicans have said that they want a first round pick uh, for him, and the Bucks really don't have one to send until like twenty twenty four. I don't think that's the first round pick they're really looking for. Right. Um, and he will only be a rental. Um, That'd be kind of tough. Um, you know, people talked about Dwayne Dedmon a bunch in Atlanta. Obviously, Bud likes. Um, has an affinity for his, his former players. Um, and, and maybe he could fit as a backup pig, uh, with some size, some three point shooting, and some physical bulk. Um, you know, I, I, you look at if the Clippers are trying to move, move guys after starting Tobias Harris. You know, maybe Lou Williams would be a really interesting microwave like, scorer off the bench. He's on a really good contract. Uh, but the Clippers too have said that they're interested in, in getting a first round pick for him. Um, which again makes things difficult for the Bucks. Um, but you know, it's just take a bunch of tires, see what you can find, and, yeah, I think there there'll be still plenty more trades around the NBA, and we'll, we'll see the Bucks are involved
4: in any of them. Thanks a lot, Matt. You have a good night, man. Uh, you too. That was Matt Velasquez joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or
5: refinance in 2019? Look no further than than or look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local, common sense lending to your community since
4: 1935. So you heard it here first, Meritich to the Bucks, courtesy of Matt Velasquez. No, I'm just kidding. No, not quite. Take a quick break. When we come back, Coach Budenholzer said something uh, that I found interesting in his presser. We'll hear that next here on The Fan.
0: Stretch
1: it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game, brought to you by Bryan Stratton College Athletics, offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com.
4: Bucks winners on a Wednesday tonight 148 129 over the Washington Wizards Bucks now 40 and 13 this season 23 and four at home the Wizards 22 and 32 6 and 21 on the road are the Washington Wizards real bad on the road they are not a very uh, strong basketball team um, some people put them in their top five heading into the season. I just don't get it, John Wall, Bradley Beal. No, I just—they don't like each other. I, they really didn't like each other the first couple of years they played together, and then I feel like they had like a, like they had a team meeting. I remember the year that they won like 50 games, and they were like the hot thing, and they were going to be a uh, threat to LeBron in Miami. I believe he was still in Miami. They played the Bulls in the first round a couple of years ago, and then you, 2013, you know, 2013, they were like maybe actually working together. Things looked pretty good. And then the next year, they were screaming at each other on the sidelines again yep. over on the bench. So, I just think it's time for them to blow it up. I don't know how they're going to do that, though, when they gave John Wall all that money. That was just a mistake right away, um, especially with point guards right now, just because there's so many of them. Look at, I mean, Russell's, uh is is an all-star now. I think I saw it today due to an injury. D'Angelo Russell, am I, am yep. I correct on that? Yeah, is he sir, on the all-star team? You are team? Right. Yep. Yep, he is. I'm trying to like keep up with the All Star game and like the All Star selections, but also the trade deadline. Like yeah. I'm kind of like caught in between. Like I want to see a lot Giannis... of
5: names. You're getting kind of old here. Well, I want
4: to see Giannis pick his squad, but I also am more curious. To How are they going to do that? Anthony Davis goes. I, I, so it's is it an in person live draft or well, it can't be? Evan, you know any uh, information on this? I wanted them to On, televise it last year when uh, it was LeBron and, what was it last year? LeBron and KD were picking the teams, up. Yeah,
5: and so people were calling for it, and they they, they gave, typical NBA fashion, they give the fans what they want, unlike the NFL, and uh, we have
11: apparently a live draft, or, do you know anything about it, Evan? As far as I know, because the players are going to be in, like, right now the Bucks are heading to Dallas, and... I'm not sure where the Lakers are going. I would imagine that they're probably going to be on like a Skype stream. Yeah, that's what I was thinking
5: was maybe but you know, use it, the
11: internet because I think it's on TNT. So they'll probably do their like inside the NBA lineup, and then they'll have graphics and they'll go to a different room or whatever. And they'll probably, if I had to imagine, they'll just have like the two players up like split screen, and they'll pick that way. Yeah.
4: That's what I was wondering. I I, I was thinking it would be kind of like the NCAA tournament. Like when they show all the teams just kind of like chilling in their like like with their like team meeting and the teams there and then they find out that they made the NCAA tournament and everybody kind of freaks yeah. out. Do you think they're just gonna have like individual player cams on mm-hmm. everybody around the league? I don't know. They that should be just hilarious. get them all in one. I want that now.
5: Very Wisconsin of me to to try to figure out the logistics of this. All NBA All Star Draft
4: because the NBA is all about drama. So I'd love to see him put all these dudes in just like one room, and then guys get like bent out of shape, like like Chris Middleton get like upset. Not, not just using him as an example, but be like, oh, really, honest? You're gonna go with Kyrie Chris gets mad over when me? Giannis, when you're honest, you know what I'm him? saying? Like, I would love to see that. Or... Yeah. What about like the last person who gets drafted?
11: I want to see the look on his face. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Imagine what if, if what if Kemba like gets love? drafted? <laughs>
5: even though he's an All Star starter, he gets drafted last in his
11: in uh, his hometown.
5: Who's the
4: weakest link on this All Star team? Would you guys say? I think I just. Answered besides my own
5: Dirk and D Wade, yeah, they, besides- they don't really count. <laughs> um,
11: Kyle Lowry, in my opinion, Kyle
5: Lowry. Nobody likes Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry on the, said tra- that.
11: on the
4: trade block.
5: Um, yeah, yeah, allegedly. Um, looking to trade him. for Could you imagine Mike if, if Toronto? I mean, I hate Toronto. Right. But could you imagine if they traded to Rosen and Lowry in the same calendar year, like? At the right time, don't get me wrong. And then only to lose Kawhi in the offseason? Only to lose. I mean, well, th- th- that's why they did the trade in the first place. Mm-hmm. Was if, if Kawhi leaves, it's rebuild time. Yeah. I mean, this is it for Toronto, right? I mean.
4: But what a tough way to rebuild after if w- you win 55, 60 games this year and you're a championship contender and then guys decide to leave and you got to blow it up. Right. Well, then you're looking like Cleveland and then, yeah, oh, God. Cleveland, the Tristan Thompson deal. Yeah, I remember guys, pe- so. I had people I had somebody I don't remember who it was a couple weeks ago trying to tell me that like it's not, is what it's not that bad when, of a deal when you look at it like long term and I'm is, like no, it's terrible. This is
5: what happens when LeBron's on your team. He, Should we hear from Coach Bud? Yeah let's go to Coach Bud.
4: Let's hear from the head coach.
1: This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: Um, you know, obviously not the best defense, um, but um, we shot it pretty well, so I guess I'll just say good shooting.
4: Yeah, it's the 50-point first quarter. I mean, what, what was going so right to start off the game
2: yeah i mean i thought offensively there was you know obviously we shot the ball really well but then you know mixing and getting to the basket um just kind of the normal stuff but um you know i think and we were playing pretty fast so a lot of possessions and they were scoring too both teams it was you know it's like a aba game or something like that so um nothing special but you know obviously we shot it well and um you know had a great first quarter
14: I've seen a lot of great things from Giannis, but 17 of 21, making three threes, 31 and a half minutes, it just, you know, how, how impressed are you with what he was able to do tonight?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, particularly, you know, making three threes, that's, you know, we feel like the three-point shot is coming, his confidence, you know, he had 17 for 17 at the free throw line the other night just feel like he's really getting more and more confident with his shooting. And then, you know, obviously when he gets out and is attacking the basket, whether in in transition, he's really, really hard. But half court, thought he got to the rim and finished a lot. So, um, you know, he he sets the table for a big offensive night for us.
5: I know you mentioned maybe not quite as much defense as you would have liked tonight, but that fourth quarter from Bledsoe, it felt like he kind of decided – we're going to end this right here just what does it mean that he can kind of step up in those moments this year
2: yeah you know i think it was maybe a nine point game maybe seven eleven or something then he just made like three straight defensive plays and you know we've seen him do it you know a handful of times or you know probably more than that and uh you know when he forces turnovers in the fourth quarter and sometimes they're leading to easy baskets or it's just it's uh it's those are big momentum swings and um you know he's so capable it's uh, what he does on that end of the court is really special and then then he got hot you know made several threes had the follow dunk you know he just he had a special five or six minutes there
4: uh there was that sort of stretch there but also in the first quarter you, you called a timeout when i think it was 28 27 and then they go in a big run to end the first quarter um i'm sure
5: you don't want to look at it that way but it appeared like you come into the timeout you give them a message and they they go up another gear uh, particularly defensively um, what's the message there and what what did you see in those stretches
2: you know I don't feel like they listened very much tonight but you know I just could you know could we be better defensively and um, I do think you know there was that stretch where um, for that that you know the end of the second quarter they still ended up with 35 for the quarter but And I don't really remember the timeout that well, to be honest with you. But I know that that was the message, you know, kind of throughout the night. Um, But it's it's hard. Both teams are just shooting it well. Both teams are scoring. Um, You know, we'd like to be a team that could, you know, change the tide on that defensive side. But tonight we just, we didn't. But we had enough offense to get us through.
5: Air sound four for four on the night, 12 points. Uh, I'm assuming you felt like this was kind of a a
0: long time coming for him to have some shots going.
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, I think it's, um you know he's continued to just kind of um stay the course and the big one see him you know make a, a transition three and the other three that's you know when he starts making those shots and he's going to finish around the paint I think he took at least two charges you know maybe a third and so you know like we've said he's he's been doing this a long time he's been really good for a long time so um, certainly great though to see him have a good game
0: how do you try to
5: maintain your sanity during this game? With as much as you like defense, I feel like this has to be, you know, a tough one for you to, to watch.
2: Yeah, next question.
1: <laughs> hey, Buck's fans, Let's get tonight's Chili's MVB. Be the first to know this standout player tomorrow morning at 8:35 during Chuck and Winkler to win free food from Chili's. Chili's is back, baby. back.
4: Bucks pick up the W tonight, 148-129 on national television. Bucks getting a lot of national love lately. So that narrative's going to have to be thrown out pretty soon because I think everybody's starting to fall in love with this Milwaukee Bucks team. No matter what market you're in, you watch Giannis, you watch the way that they move the basketball, they're the most exciting team to watch in the NBA right now. You could throw them up there, them, the Nuggets, a couple different teams. But 148-129, time now for your Chili's MVB. And I hate to do this because I feel like the NBA, like, Every single year, you could give the MVP to LeBron James, right? But you got to find different guys. You got to find James Harden or, you know, hopefully this year, Giannis. But I got to go MVP tonight. Giannis, 31 minutes, 17 to 21 from the floor, 3 of 3 from downtown, 6 of 11 from the charity stripe, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 43 points tonight for Giannis. He's your Chili's MVP. Easy decision. A close second, I'd probably go with Eric Bledsoe. In fact, I. Could have actually went with Bledsoe. 11 assists to just one turnover tonight, plus 10 on the floor, and also scores 22 points on 50% shooting, including 4 of 5 from 3 tonight, is your Eric Bledsoe stat line. That assist-to-turnover ratio is a beautiful thing, 11 to 1. And I don't don't care who it's against. When Eric Bledsoe's taking care of the basketball and shooting 50% from the floor, you're winning every single night. I don't care who you're playing. So another question that we put up, and uh, you can catch Chuck and Winkler tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., but a, question, a poll question that we put up today, which we have put up a couple times this season, but today was a little bit different, was which team in the Eastern Conference scares you the most? Obviously, with Philadelphia making the move and picking up uh, Tobias Harris yesterday, which love that accusation for him. But, so right now, as of today, which team scares you in the Eastern Conference? Uh, I'm going to start with you, Mitch. Who scares you the most right now? Is it still Toronto? Uh I think,
5: yeah, gun to my head, it's still Toronto. Um Toronto or Boston. I just I haven't bought into Philly. I I I don't like them. Mm-hmm. I think people have extremely prematurely crowned them. I'm talking to national people going yep. into the season. Yeah. You know, I don't think Ben Simmons is that great. Really? He's
4: yeah, I man, I don't know. Once again, I his just, ceiling I, is. is, is I, the I, I think
5: they get overblown because Embiid's a smug punk on Twitter about every, every opportunity he can, and on the court. You
4: really hate Philadelphia?
5: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And Jimmy Butler is another, another candle on the uh, on the cupcake for me. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Jimmy Butler guy because um, he just needs to shut. Up. I mean, and he has shut up, so I'm I've kind of cooled off a little bit on him. I'm
4: with you. I'm not buying into Philadelphia. I just
5: oh, there we go. I talked you out of it. I well, love no, I, I I, Tobias Harris
4: though. Well, I he's was, one of my favorite players. I was. I've, I've been saying the same thing all Bucks year. Bucks legend. That, it's, I don't, It's a travesty. He was traded. I've been saying it all year. I don't think Philadelphia is better than the third or fourth team in the Eastern Conference, even with the moves. I like the move of Tobias Harris. Philly's
5: bench is awful.
4: They have no bench whatsoever. They're going to be playing six or seven per Granted, night.
5: Granted, that's rich coming from from a Bucks guy, but. Uh, you know... I, Bucks I just, bench is deeper than Philadelphia I mean, right now. They just, yeah, they just right traded now. the remainder of their bench. But I just hate that, like... Especially, you know, the first two months of the year, it's like, well, the buyout season. And mm-hmm. it's, oh, who can Philly get? It's like, why is it Philly? Yeah.
4: No, I'm with you. Evan, who scares you the most in the Eastern Conference at this point of the season after the... Uh, or right before the trade deadline, I should say. Coming into the season, it
11: was Boston. Mm-hmm. Same. I... I'm most scared of what our first-round matchup is going to be at this point because if it's someone like the Heat or the Hornets, that's not good. Like well, it, it, it's it, be, it sounds but... absolutely ridiculous, and I admit it sounds ridiculous, but for some reason they match up so well against the Bucks. and my main goal for the season was to win one playoff round. Okay, I, I hear and... you. I'll say this. I, I don't think the Hornets are that good. They're not, but for some
5: reason, it's they, just they, they, they go probably, crazy against the Bucks. They'd probably win one game. Miami, I think, wins two. I think they win two. I think they take you to six I think just the because reason, they're expulsed. Miami's to like they're selling out. off
11: right now, though. Who I knows think what the they're going to look like at the end of the, the
5: season? The reason Miami has struggled on paper, or excuse me, the Bucks have struggled on paper, how many of those... They lost what five or six in a row against Miami. Mm-hmm. How many of those games were noon tip-offs on Sundays? Yep. Or uh, and how many were in just Miami? An extraordinary circumstance?
11: Same yeah. with like the two o'clock games that were in Dallas that it just seemed the Bucks could never yeah. win.
4: And like I told you guys, man, you go to Miami. The last thing you want to do at noon the next day is play Correct. basketball. <laughs> when I go to Miami, you don't. I take the next week off. Miami or Vegas, I take the next week off because I'm not. I'm like Night of the Living Dead. uh Walking around like so, a I
5: I I agree with your sentiment. I wouldn't worry about losing the series, but I would just say that um,
11: you know Miami could take them to six. The coaching yeah. staff scares me
4: more than the players on the floor. Spoelstra is a top three coach in the NBA. I'll say that. Well, I'll go top. 5 yeah. well, I'll go top five, maybe top three. He knows how to defend Giannis. I mean, he comes up with some pretty good. Throw some good yeah, his stuff name is James out. Johnson. Yeah, the LeBron stopper. I'm still scared of Boston. I'm not going to lie, and I know they're kind of a mess. And I know if they work it out, I mean, and watch out. Come playoff time, I just think that they do, and I think that Kyrie Irving still is one of the uh, top five closers in the NBA. So I think he could get you that 15, 20 points in the fourth quarter in a playoff game where a lot of guys just can't. A lot of guys at the point guard position, especially because you just put a big wing defender on them, like a Stanley Johnson, and shut them down. There you go. But I still go, I still go Boston and uh, Toronto are still who scares me the most. I, just, I I like Philly. I mean, I don't like Philly. Um, I like the moves that they made. I like Tobias Harris, but I just I don't think they all gelled together. Um, Jimmy Butler, still in the fourth quarter, for some reason goes into superstar mode where he has to play with the ball in his hands and starts waving guys off. Embiid doesn't like that very much. Ben Simmons can't shoot, so Philadelphia doesn't scare me whatsoever because that's how I defend them. I double up on Embiid, and I say, Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons, you guys could kill me from the perimeter all day because maybe game one and two you show up on fire, but you're not consistently going to shoot 40%, 50% from the floor. That'll about do it for us tonight. Ryan Horvat, the Mayor Mitch Ross. Evan Heffelfinger giving you Heffel bombs on the NBA trade deadline. Thank you tonight, Evan. Thank you, Mitch. 148-129. The Bucks win for the 40th time this season, the 23rd time at home at the Pfizer Forum. 23-4 at home, 40-13 overall. 148-129 over the Washington Wizards. That'll do it for us tonight. Catch us tomorrow morning. Chuck and Winkler, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'll be producing the show. Mitch, I believe we'll be back together uh, next Wednesday. You have yourself a good week. Milwaukee, stay safe.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.